right. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. We are, what, a week away? A week away from the CFL draft? A week today? A week today? Recording on Monday? It's going down. Draft next Tuesday? Oh, man. Wow. Oh, man. Buckle up. Wow. All right. As you've seen from the episode title, Mock Draft 2.0, the last edition. We've got something cooking for later in this week. Still nothing from Jim Mullen on the reschedule about Simon Fraser. Fraser. Correct myself. Uh, that's okay. We will get there. There's just so much happening and so much but that we've keeps got, happening. <laughs> we've got something cooking for this week. We'll see if it comes through. But it could be the best podcast that we have ever done. It, it would be up there. It would be up there for sure. If everything comes to light. Goddamn. All right. Connor has kept me in the dark on his new mock draft. But I have my new one as well. And I'm going to keep you in the dark for just, just a little bit longer. For just a little bit longer. Because, 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 a couple days ago, April 21st, the CFL Scouting Bureau released their final scouting bureau rankings of the draft season the spring edition is out as we are just a week out from the draft matthew bergeron moving up to number one taking over for chase brown but the brown brothers coming in at two and three tavis robinson sliding to four city sow at five jared wayne staying put at six as is dante bull at seven Jonathan Sutherland slides up a spot to number eight. Luala Guak slides back to nine, flipping places with Sutherland. Francis Biemi moving up two spots to 10. Michael Brodrick moving up four spots to the 11 spot. New face to the list, Cole Tucker in at 12. Wide receiver from Northern Illinois. Late Cordy Moore dropping three spots to 13. Clark Barnes staying put at 14. Harrison Bagiogo sliding back four spots to 15 from 11 on the previous edition. Anthony Bennett moving to 16. Phil Grohovac sliding up three spots. He was at 20 on the winter edition, sliding into 17 here. Jake Taylor staying put at 18. James Peter moving back three spots, going from 16 to 19. And Dayton Black. Cracking the list, rounding out the list as the 20th player ranked on the scouting bureau. Anything jump out? Any surprises? Any anything standing out to you from this? Um, I would say the one not not really standing. Cole Tucker is on there. Um, he was a guy that was supposed to be added late to the combine, didn't end up going. Um, I've been interested in him. I just he's such an enigma, but the tape shows he's got. I just wish he would have checked a couple more boxes during the process. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, oh yeah, it's go time. It is. It is go time. It is go time. We are jumping headfirst, diving headfirst into mock draft two point oh, Marshall. Marshall also put out his first mock draft a couple weeks back, so make sure to check that out as well. 
but we are coming in here with our 2.0 and I will give you the first pick. Last time you had, well, we both had Francis BME. Are you staying put? No, I'm not. I'm going to cop out. Hit me. Where are you going? My man, City Sal. I know he's at the top Ooh. of the board, whatever. <clears throat> he's fifth, I guess, on the uh, on the scouting bureau. I don't think he goes in the NFL draft. It sucks to say. Maybe he goes as the UDFA and this changes completely. I had Lawal Uguak in here. I don't know. I just, I don't know. City Sal just really hasn't gained a whole lot of steam like Matthew Bergeron has in the NFL process. And maybe he's a day three-er. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's just kind of... Just kind of this weird feeling that he's going to go under the radar and then someone's just going to jump on him first thing in the CFL draft. Yeah, and I mean, the the tough thing for me about trying to figure out what the hell Ottawa is going to do is they just have so many picks in the first two rounds of this. They have four picks, three picks, including a territorial, so four picks total in the first two rounds of the draft. I have ideas of what i think they might do or think they might need but i i'm not i'm not in the offices i've got no real idea i'm with you i i slid in luol to start but i backed off on it i'm going offensive line as well here but i'm not going city sow i am going dante bull dante bull i think they say you're a bit bullish on him Ooh, ooh, honey Honey. Uh yeah, I went I went Dante Bull here. I just think you know the the things you said about City Sau uh in the NFL draft, I think ring true. Um I think there's a little bit of a, a what if factor on on a UDFA on a UDFA signing. You know, maybe he gets the uh Pierre Olivier Lestage treatment or the Carter O'Donnell treatment where he's sticking around on a, a practice roster for a little bit. I know POL is back with the Montreal Alouettes. Nonetheless, um Dante Bull. I think it's a safe bet. All right. Number two. Are we staying with number two? I am. I am too. Okay. Jonathan Sutherland, uh, NCAA, versatile, defensive back, plus Chris Jones equals guarantee. Chuck Barkley guarantee. Throw it down. I was tempted to go to the wall here. Just again, uh, NCAA pedigree, Edmonton guy, versatile, but but I, I did not. Chris Jones is so... <laughs> easy but then he's not predictable but unpredictable frustrating all right number three i have dante bull going here saskatchewan we've talked about this saskatchewan you need offensive line stop yeah i'm with you where you have dante bull i have city south so we just kind of traded our ones and our threes here uh yeah sask needs offensive line can't say it can't say it enough you were the most sacked team in the CFL last season, you now have Trevor Harris, who is not as mobile as Cody Fajardo is. So you got to keep that dude upright. Good things happen when he's standing upright in the pocket. All right. Uh, fourth, Calgary. Who do you got? I said it. I've been saying it. I'll keep saying it. Calgary lost a lot one way or the other this year in the offseason. On the defensive side of the ball, I am giving them some defensive help. I am giving them 
Francis Beamy. I think Shut he, up. I have the same No pick. way. <laughs> no way. We we have, for the record, we have not seen each other's mock drafts. Um, again, we're going oh, in blind be, on each I'm other. I'm watching but... him on the Google Doc. He's not in it. I'm not um, in it. Okay. Here's, here's another little bonus. Matt Bergeron, Chase Brown, Sidney Brown, Tavis Robinson. We're saying our C and Evers, right? Yeah, I agree. Sidney Sow could be... Jared Wayne could be, which would put us at one, two, three, four spots down. Francis Beamy on the scouting bureau. I know it doesn't make any difference where they get drafted. But with that being said, we'll move on to the Montreal Alouettes. Connor? Are we going to go two for two here? Because I have Lual Uguak going to the Montreal Alouettes. Wow. Wow. Again, another team. Wait, with, I thought you just had the wall going to. Oh, no, you almost penciled him almost, in. Almost, almost penciled him in. No, but I, I've got him. I've got him slotted in here going to Montreal. Another team with a handful of picks in the first round of this draft. I think they are relatively comfortable on the offensive side of the ball heading into the 2023 season. I think where they could benefit from some draft help is on the defensive side. Uh, so why not go? Why not go out and get a very versatile, very athletic, very disruptive uh, pass rusher in Uguak? I know we didn't get to see it a lot. He d- he doesn't have a lot of starting tape. Not from TCU. TCU. From UConn, we saw it. Yeah, <clears throat> this dude's a dog. He he's a good player. All right, Hamilton, sixth overall. I'm staying. Going... You're staying with Harry. I'm staying, pat. I'm staying pat on Bagiogo. I think Hamilton needs DB help. It's it's an area of significant need, I think, for them in the draft. There's two types of philosophies in the draft. Grab what you need or grab the best on the board. Lake, Cordy Moore. To the Hamilton like Tigers. I'm keeping... It was my original pick, too. I just like it. Um, it fits with the board. I don't see any receivers going above Hamilton. I think it's pretty comfortable with what they have. They spent a ton of money on the offensive line, so I can't see them drafting highly there. Um, like you said, DB, they could use DB help, but I feel like they're just going to get the best defensive player available and say, how can you help us? And with with like Cordy Moore, that can be in a variety of ways. So not a bad pick at all, in my opinion. Moving on to the seventh overall pick, the Montreal Alouettes back on the clock. And I'm staying firm here. Michael Broderick, I think this is just written in the stars. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. The Montreal Caravan is going to make the short journey, and he will become a Montreal Alouette. This one, I don't know. I have this weird feeling that the Alouettes want to make it a showcase. And a part of that showcase is the aerial attack. I have them drafting a fullback first round. Delaire? No, no, your face is just funny. No, I have them going Jared Wayne, uh, <laughs> bit receiver. So Phil Pot plus Jared Wayne plus K on plus 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 plus. They just stack up on this national talent at receiver and just try to create a show on the offensive side of the ball. Speaking of Phil Pot, just take a little bit of a detour. Speaking of Phil Pot, did you see all the stuff that Showtime's putting out right now of Michael O'Connor and Tyson Phil Pot? down south absolutely tearing it up yes i have it's oh uh, my it's word quite nice to watch that that ridiculous grab that he made in the playoff game against toronto 
I think he's going to pick up this season where he left off last season. Absolutely. Um, okay. I'm staying Phil Grohovac here with the Bombers. Just get an offensive lineman you know can be in your rotation playing game one. Yeah, he'd be like their seventh offensive lineman this entire year. I'm not surprised if he is. I'm switching it up a little bit. Uh, I'm keeping it on the offensive line, but I am going to grab an offensive lineman from Western Canada. I am slotting in Dayton Black for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers here. I think he's a developable offensive line. He's a Western guy. They probably, I don't know, this is presumptuous, but they probably got a little bit more tape or a little bit more face-to-face connection with with a guy in their own region versus a guy in London, Ontario. Nonetheless, tape's not hard to come by uh, of these guys. They're both very talented players. I don't think you can go wrong either way here, but I'm with you. I think Winnipeg's going with a development offensive line in the first round. All right, BC, hear me out on this one. Harrison Bagiogo. They retained a lot of DBs like a... Gary Peters, like a Bola Combo, like a TJ Lee. All of these guys are not spry young chickens anymore. Adrian Green plus Harrison Bagiogo start building a young national core like the Bombers have. I like it, and I'm rocking with it, and I'm on the same wavelength, but I am going with a different player. I'm actually not going with the, not going away from my original selection it's jake taylor here you were talking about best player available earlier on for me right now with bc sitting at nine jake taylor for their needs might be one of the best players available he's very versatile he can play in the secondary he can play as a linebacker um i agree with everything you said so i'm taking that philosophy and plugging in jake taylor where you have beggy yoga all right, fair enough. I will just kind of stay on Ottawa. I'm keeping my pick with Jake Taylor. So enough said. You've already said enough of it. So into the second round, Connor. We are, we are. And it's my turn to pick for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Off the top, we both had them taking an offensive lineman. Top of the second round, I have them taking a defensive lineman. I think that they do have a very solid defensive line core so why not bring in a guy that you know is going to be able to learn from the likes of a lang or a molden go get late cordy moore go get him he's available on my mock draft right now get the hometown kid bring him in let him be an impactful guy make ottawa excited all right you can go first for this next one the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. What are we doing? I'm staying put. I'm staying put. Clark Barnes, pair him up with Keenan Schaefer Baker. We know what Clark Barnes can do. We know who Keenan Schaefer Baker is in the CFL. Lot of losses. Lot of losses still, I think, for the Rough Riders at the wide receiver position in the offseason. I know they did go and get some players as well, but I think Clark Barnes is is over time only gonna be a solid CFL player. We're right. seeing this wave of Canadian <clears throat> wide receivers come in and make noise, right? I think Clark Barnes is just next up. You know who saw make noise last year, Connor? The Phil Pop brothers. A big slot receiver from an American school and an American background come in and score touchdowns. 
Cole Tucker, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Book it. I'm pretty sure I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure in Marsh's mock draft, he compared the skill set of Cole Tucker to that of Dalton Schoen. If you can go get a Dalton Schoen as the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, good lord. Why am I that. why am I in lockstep with everyone? <laughs> Need to be original. All right, I'm pulling it up here. I, I'm he pretty sure. Pretty sure. Oh wait, he also has Sutherland to, to Edmonton. Edmonton. Yes, he does. He has Dante Bolt to Saskatchewan. He has Cole Tucker going fourth overall, though. Yeah, to Calgary, right? Yeah. So okay, so we're a bit off. That's it. I, I don't mind that fit though. Like I think that's another place he's he got Jake Taylor to in. BC, like you said. Clark Barnes to Saskatchewan, like you have. Wow, look at that. He has a couple C and Ever guys going in the middle of the second round, though. Oh, I don't know. Hey. Marsh Marsh has been listening to all Canadian, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Twelfth overall pick, second round. Ottawa Red Blacks back on the clock again. Give me I'm Officer giving... Chuck, Charlie Ringland. You're going Charlie Ringland? I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know if they do go this one. I think Charlie Ringland has a lot to offer. I like along the fit. With Al- <clears throat> along with Alonzo, along with some of the other young DBs they've brought in. He's just, like, he's got so much length. I think it's just a huge benefit. Yeah. No, I, I like the fit. I like the fit a lot there. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with my trend of taking wide receivers, though. I just picked Clark Barnes. I'm going your guy, Jared Wayne, here to the Ottawa Red Blacks. I think they've got a lot of pieces right now, and I know they did make some splash signings in free agency as well. But, again, go get an instant impact wide receiver to pair with everybody that you've already brought in, everybody that you already have. Could you imagine Jared Wayne alongside Jalen Acklin, alongside Nate Bahar? I mean, alongside some of the other guys that the Red Blacks have, that would be a pretty explosive receiving core. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's get down to this. Montreal Alouettes. I don't know if he lasts this long. I just kind of want Michael Broderick to go to the Alouettes. His old seven, coach, his new coach. Seven overall. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I've been been screaming from the rooftops. I'm with you. I would like to see... Michael Broderick go to the Montreal Alouettes. Last last mock draft in our 1.0 version, I had City Sal going to the Montreal Alouettes here. I still do have the Owls taking an offensive lineman. You're going Bergeron. I'm not because I oh. think Bergeron is also in the category or at least inching towards the category of C and Never. I think he might be the most C and Never of all the C and Nevers. If we I think- can rank C and Nevers like that. For me, it's the three players wearing orange that are our C and Ever guys, right? Like Matthew Bergeron from Cuse, and then obviously the Brown brothers for the Fighting Illini. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think Matthew Bergeron is probably the most C and Ever. I think he's worth maybe a late round, a late round swing for the fences. But I am going Phil Grohovac to the Montreal Alouettes with this pick. I think he could fit in nicely alongside that offensive line, develop with. Pierre-Olivier Lestage, and then you avoid some of that uh, drop-off when some of your your veteran guys do start to kind of fade out or leave the league or whatever it might be. So I think Grohovac, we saw it at the Combine. He's pro-ready size. He's pro-ready strength. I think he's going to be 
uh, a relatively smooth transition to the CFL for them. All right, 14, who are you going with, BC Lions? We saw them have – we saw them do this last year. They had success with it last year. They got a guy that came in and was able to play specials right away and contribute a little bit on the back end when they needed him to. Guy from St. Mary's by the name of Adrian Green. I'm going back to the well. I'm giving them a wide receiver, a slot receiver, slash. a three receiver, slash tight end, slash whatever you need him to be. Sebastian Howard, get that length into the receiving core of the BC Lions. They already have some dang good Canadians there as well with Jacob Scarfone. I hate so much about what you are trying to be. Give what? them defensive players, Connor. I did. I gave him Jake Taylor. Drop my back. <clears throat> I'm giving him Jake Robinson. They... Oh, <laughs> ooh. Take him. Why not? Yeah. I had him going later, like two picks later in first mock to Toronto. Uh, <clears throat> they have the twins from last year. Not the legitimate twins, but the other set of twins. The honorary twins. Uh, Nathan Cherry, Riley Pickett. Uh, why not? If he comes up and sticks, you have a monster. If he doesn't come up, it's a second round pick. It's not going to fold your franchise. I like it. Just keep feeding him defensive help. Does BC, I mean, other than other than running back, they have a, a glaring, glaring hole at running round back. Round three, round three, BC Lions, Adam Williams. Yeah, yeah. Is there any like glaring need for the Lions other Nathan than Rourke. other than Nathan Rourke and Nathan James Rourke. Butler being gone? They lost a lot of offensive linemen, right? Like their their guys are not young. Suk Chung is not. Not a young guy. Figueroa is gone. Godber's gone. Um, they traded away Jordan Williams, which means to me, like they have that answer already done. So I don't know. I'd like to see them get some younger offensive linemen and bring them in. But at the same time, your team's pretty solid and set as it is. So just stack up. Find guys that could potentially make a huge difference, like a Tavis Robinson. Man, they're even deep at the quarterback position. Like, goodness. But I agree. Yeah. But I agree. And with that, we are moving on to the 15th pick. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the clock holding this spot. And we talked about, you know, BC not really needing anything. Again, here's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers not really needing anything. Um, but they did have a few losses during the CFL offseason. I mean, uh, Casey Sales left for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in free agency. So I'm kind of tipping my hat there. Uh, I gave them a good developmental offensive lineman in Dayton black with their first pick. Now I'm going to give them a good developmental defensive lineman with their second round pick, Anthony Bennett along the Winnipeg oh. blue bombers defensive line. I think he can slide in and make an impact eventually. Oh, I like that. Um, I have James Peter going here. Uh, that, changes my thought process though a little bit anthony bennett i don't know if he goes in the second i think he should go in the second round i wouldn't be surprised if he did but to me it's just like first pick in the third round he'll go yeah yeah i i truly don't know if he's gonna go this this high in the draft but i think that winnipeg could be a, a good landing spot for him all right 
<clears throat> Toronto? Who do you have? I don't have anybody for Toronto. I don't have Toronto taking anybody with this pick. I have Toronto the pick they trade for Trey wheeling Ford? and dealing for Trey Ford here. The Toronto Argonauts on the clock. Big trade announcement comes in. We need the to Toronto- make a video clip of the four or five times we have said Toronto is trading for Trey Ford. So we that do. we can be on record. I know we are on record already. A few times um, now. I know. But we need to have it published so that the masses don't go have don't have to go searching for it. The Argos on the clock here. Big breaking news comes down. The Argos are trading the 16th pick in the second round and the 27th pick in the third round to oh, the Edmonton go Elks. I'm going two for this year. Two for this year to the Edmonton Elks for Trey Ford. Who does Boom. Edmonton take then? Book it. I I didn't get that. I didn't. Act, I was too excited that I actually got to mock the trade for Trey Ford that I forgot to give Edmonton a selection here. Um, All right. Uh, so let me go. Let me go. I'm going to do one on the spot, off the top of my head. Edmonton on the clock. We saw them take a versatile defender with their second overall pick. I am giving them another long DB. With their with their second round pick, Charlie Ringland is where I, I get, think just the end. Tavis, <laughs> that'd be a NCAA, good one too. Long, strong, fast gives Jake Sarazna like some help up front too. Oh God, what a monster! All right, I have the Argos. I would love to see them trade out. I don't care <laughs> where they trade, but I would love to see that just because we've been on it. Uh, Clark Barnes, stack it up. Uh, Tommy Neal. I don't know if they're. They're probably happy with what they've gotten from Tommy Neal, but like, if I could tell you, you got Clark Burns or Tommy Neal, and Clark could be a return. They've always had a really good return game. Last under this coaching staff, they've had really good special teams. Clark Burns could add to that. He could be another downfield threat to go along with your Canadians that you already have, like a Dejan Brissett. Um, yeah, Clark Burns. I, I wanted to find a spot from the second round. I, I think that's just kind of. Toronto's Toronto's cruising, defending Grey Cup champions. Yeah, I, I like that a lot too for for a guy like Clark Barnes because there's so much veteran leadership at the wide receiver position in Toronto too. I mean, you got Curly Gittins Jr. who's coming off a, a most outstanding Canadian nomination, Devaris Daniels, Markeith Ambles, the list goes on and on and on. But they have some great talent at at wide receiver right now in Toronto. So I like that fit for Clark Barnes. Let's move on to the territorial selections, though. Did yours change at all? It did. It did because okay, the, mine haven't changed. Rosary and Oladejo. I've got I've got Rosary for for Edmonton, um, but mine changed up for Ottawa because I haven't actually selected him yet. So I'm going James Peter here for the territorial selection for the Ottawa Redblacks because he's still on the board. I think it's a great fit, and yep. he's he's available again. Best player available. You got to take territorial guy James Peter. Best of both worlds, right there. All right, I like it. Look at us. We were in lockstep early on, and then we started to uh, separate a little bit in the second oh, round. Dude, I was I was so excited to get to that 16th overall pick with Toronto, just so I, I could talk about that. Toronto's got to do it, right? Like, you don't know what you fully have in Chad Kelly or how long you're going to have him. 
Edmonton is clearly in the market value for shopping Trey Ford if they're going to let him go and work out at NFL camps and sign the corn man to a massive deal. They're clearly in the mood to shop him. You just got to approach him with the right mindset and villainous laugh saying, unlimited power. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, I if I can be a, a CFP conspiracy theorist here for just a moment, we oh, done... I don't have the roadcaster. Otherwise, I would have gave you the uh, the, the X Files intro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we we have spoken a few things into existence. Just just a few things. I mean, antlers on helmets. I'd like to think we had a large large contribution there. Uh, Kid Canada. That's ours truly. I don't know if we we knew he was going to be, you know, we didn't a generational it, talent. Everyone knows where that came from. You can look it up after his first appearance in a CFL game. We said it. I think it was even before that. I think we were hyping him up as Kid Canada before he got that start. I don't know. It for sure happened afterwards. We were quick on it. But as so you were saying. Things into his existence here. You think, I think we're going to so, speak Trey Ford into the Toronto Argonauts. I mean, we're Trey trying Ford, our damnedest. You've worn yellow for a long time, my friend. You're wearing a lot of blue. I have spoken. Connor, did you watch the rest of The Mandalorian? Yes or no? no. I oh. got to catch up. It's over. What are you talking about? The season over. It's not catch up. It's I need to watch. I need to finish this, this season. <laughs> Goddamn. All right, uh, as we look at our mock drafts, I'm pretty happy with, with this draft. I know there's a lot of guys that had opted out, like top-end guys that were supposed to be in this draft that chose to forego for next year. I think next year's group is going to be a strong one, but I'm pretty happy with the way this group has shaped out. There's a lot of really unique talents and body types that... Oh, no, sorry. Unique talents and body types that are typically unique but are quite plentiful in this draft that makes sense yeah no i'm i'm with you i'm with you i think for me looking at the talent pool looking at who's available in this draft i think it's really really top heavy i think for the first three to three and a half rounds we know who the guys should be that are going to go within those first three and a half rounds it's how it shakes out in the back end that i am I'm truly unsure of because there are a lot of high upside, high risk guys, like a guy like, you know, Jake Kelly, who comes out and has a, a damn showing at the combine. Who's going to take the swing on him? What's, where's he going to fall? Is he going to go high? Is he going to drop off a little bit? I don't know, there, but there is a, a ton of, a ton of high, high risk, high reward type guys. Absolutely. And with that, hopefully we will be bringing you one more draft primer later in the week. We're trying to set it up. If not, we'll be back anyways. Uh, so you can hear us talk back and forth about potential other trades that don't involve Trey Ford. Or where we may see some guys that slide down. Like we saw our first year, I think we did this with Catella Say, who dropped from uh, second round all the way to the... the last pick 
Yeah, and I mean, I, we we kind of did the same thing with Logan Bandy too, right? Like we thought Logan Bandy was the guy. We thought Logan Bandy was the guy. The scouting bureau thought Logan Bandy was the guy. We and then bang, him. <laughs> all of a sudden, Pete Nicastro out of nowhere. Bam. Big Pete. I guess both guys kind of worked out for their respective teams. Logan Bandy filled in this year for uh, Clark when he snapped his leg. Yeah. So Pete Nicastro has also been quite a good center for the Argos. I don't know if that great cup rings kind of weighing his hand down at all, but might be um, a little heavy. That's it from us next week. Oh, it's May 1st. We get a new surprise next week. Uh, also tomorrow, or I guess today our website will be shutting down momentarily while we fix it up. Give so it a stay little tuned. Bit of a, a makeover, but it will be back. It will be back. Don't worry. And with that, at Connor O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective, see you later this week, hopefully for the draft primer of your life. Not to sell it short. Should be a good one. It should be should be a very good one if it all shapes out. And while you're waiting for us to come out with the Thursday episode, don't forget to head over to fox40shop.com. Get geared up for the coming spring and summer seasons. Get your coaching boards, your whistle needs, everything you need to get geared up for the summer. Fox40shop.com. While you're there, use the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Fox40shop.com. CFP15. Catch you on Thursday.